Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Feels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. In today's episode, I'm going to be doing a Bible study on chapters 18 and 19 of Jeremiah. I'm pretty much just going to be reading straight through and then at certain points I'm going to stop and explain and all of that. So let's get right into it. Chapter 18, At the Potter's House. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as it seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as the potter does, declares the Lord? Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. If at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, and if that nation I warned repents of its evil, then I will relent and not afflict on it the disaster I had planned. And if at another time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be built up and planted, and it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. Now before I go any further, I did want to say that I do have study guides for both chapters 18 and 19, so you can go on the show notes here and check out the blog and see the study guides there, or you can get added to my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire. It's also on the show notes if you click on the Facebook group Faith Fuels My Fire and join that group. In the units tab, it'll have the study guides and the videos and podcast episodes from all of the previous chapters if you want to go check those out. Okay, so in these verses 1 through 10, the word of the Lord told Jeremiah to go to a potter's house so he could see the way that he was working with the clay and how he formed it in another pot, shaping it as best as it seemed to him. Because he wanted Jeremiah to say a message to the people of Israel that he was going to do like the potter did. So if he announces that a kingdom or nation is going to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, and they repent of their evil, then he will not inflict the disaster he had planned. And that's the same thing for the opposite. So if he plans to build up a kingdom or nation and they do evil in his sight and don't obey him, then he's going to reconsider the good that he had intended for them. Now I'm going to read verses 11 through 17 of chapter 18 of Jeremiah. And they say, Now therefore say to the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, This is what the Lord says, Look, I am preparing a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. So turn from your evil ways, each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions. But they will reply, it's no use. We will continue with our own plans. Each of us will follow the stubbornness of his evil heart. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Inquire among the nations who has ever heard anything like this. A most horrible thing has been done by a virgin Israel. Does the snow of Lebanon ever vanish from its rocky slopes? Do its cool waters from distant sources ever cease to flow? Yet my people have forgotten me. They burn incense to worthless idols, which made them stumble in their ways and in the ancient paths. They made them walk in bypaths and on roads not built up. Their land will be laid waste, an object of lasting scorn. All who pass by will be appalled and will shake their heads. Like a wind from the east, I will scatter them before their enemies. I will show them my back and not my face in the day of their disaster. 
So in these verses here, the Lord is telling Jeremiah to go to the people of Judah and Jerusalem and tell them that disaster is going to be upon them and to reform from their evil ways. But he already knows that they're going to say that it's no use and they're going to continue to follow the stubbornness of their evil hearts. So the Lord says that the most horrible thing has happened in his land, in Israel, because his people have forgotten him. And they burn these incense to these worthless idols. And they follow these paths of wickedness instead of following the Lord and the paths that he had for them. So whenever the disaster strikes on them, their land is going to be laid waste. And people are going to pass by and just shake their heads because the land's going to be destroyed. There's not going to be anything left in the land. And he says that he's going to scatter them before their enemies. So all the people of Judah and Jerusalem are going to be scattered out to their enemies in distant nations, just like we've read in previous chapters. And he's going to show them his back in their day of disaster. So he's not going to show them his glory or have mercy on them because time and time again throughout these chapters we've read, He's continuously telling these people to reform from their evil ways and follow him and obey him. And they just keep ignoring him and not following him and just following the evil inclinations of their heart. So he's going to turn his back on them. Alright, so now I'm going to read verses 18 through 23 of chapter 18 of Jeremiah. They said, Come, let's make plans against Jeremiah, for the teaching of the law by the priest will not be lost, nor will counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophets. So come, let's attack him with our tongues and pay no attention to anything he says. Listen to me, O Lord, hear what my accusers are saying. Should good be repaid with evil? Yet they have dug a pit for me. Remember that I stood before you and spoke in their behalf to turn your wrath away from them? So give their children over to famine, hand them over to the power of the sword, let their wives be childless and widows, let their men be put to death, their young men slain by the sword in battle, let a cry be heard from their houses when you suddenly bring invaders against them, for they have dug a pit to capture me and have hidden snares for my feet. But you know, O Lord, all their plots to kill me. Do not forgive their crimes or blot out their sins from your sight. Let them be overthrown before you. Deal with them in the time of your anger. So in these verses here, the people are plotting against Jeremiah to attack him with their tongues and not listen to anything he says. And they say that the teaching of the law by the priest will not be lost in the counsel from the wise or the word from the prophets. But we know from previous chapters, just like it says in chapter 8 of Jeremiah in verses 8 through 11 it says how can you say we are wise for we have the law of the Lord when actually the lying pen of the scribes have handled it falsely the wise will be put to shame they will be dismayed and trapped since they have rejected the word of the Lord what kind of wisdom do they have therefore I will give their wives to other men and their fields to new owners from the least to the greatest all are greedy for gain Prophets and priests alike all practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. So we know that the teaching of the law by the priest and the counsel from the wise 
and the word from the prophets are all lies and just false they are not actually listening to the word of the lord and the truth of god's word but still these people are saying that they're not going to let these teachings be lost so they're going to plot against jeremiah and not listen to anything he says so then jeremiah says to the lord hear what my accusers are saying and to remember that he stood before him and spoke on their behalf and in the previous chapters there's been several occasions where jeremiah is pleading with the lord to please turn his wrath away from these people and not to put disaster upon them and they have plotted against him to turn their back on him and this is not the first time they've done this so he's telling the lord to destroy them and put his disaster that he planned to against them and not forgive them of their crimes or blot out their sins and to let them be overthrown and to deal with them with his anger now i'm going to go straight into chapter 19 and i'm going to start reading verses 1 through 6 and they say this is what the lord says go and buy a clay jar from a potter take along some of the elders of the people and of the priest and go out to the valley of ben hinnom near the entrance of the potsherd gate there proclaim the words i tell you and say hear the word of the lord o kings of judah and the people of jerusalem this is what the lord almighty the god of israel says listen i am going to bring a disaster on this place that will make the ears of everyone who hears of it tingle for they have forsaken me and made this place of foreign gods they have burned sacrifices in it to gods that neither they nor their fathers nor the kings of judah ever knew and they have filled this place with the blood of the innocent they have built the high places of baal to burn their sons in the fire as offerings to baal something i did not command or mention nor did it enter my mind so beware the days are coming declares the lord when people will no longer call this place topith or the valley of ben hinnom but the valley of slaughter so in these verses here the lord is telling jeremiah to go and buy a clay jar from a potter and to go to the valley of ben hinnom and tell the kings of judah and the people of jerusalem that there's going to be a disaster on that place because the people have forsaken him and they made that a place of foreign gods where they burn their sacrifices to these gods that are false that they or their ancestors never even knew and they've built these high places of baal which is a false god that they worship to burn their sons and this is something that the lord never commanded them to do or never mentioned it or it never even entered his mind to ever have them do that so the days are coming that there's going to be such a disaster on the valley of ben hinnom that it's no longer going to be called that it's going to be called the valley of slaughter now i'm going to read verses 7 through 13 and they say in this place i will ruin the plans of judah and jerusalem i will make them fall by the sword before their enemies at the hands of those who seek their lives and i will give their carcasses as food to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth i will devastate this city and make it an object of scorn all who pass by will be appalled and will scoff because of all its wounds i will make them eat the flesh of their sons and daughters and they will eat one another's flesh during the stress of the siege imposed on them by the enemies who seek their lives 
Okay, I'm actually just going to stop right here real quick because in these verses it's explaining the disaster that's going to be upon that place and how he's going to ruin the plans of Judah and Jerusalem. And whenever the people that seek their lives are going to come and have war against them to destroy them, they're going to fall at the hands of those people and that their dead bodies are going to be food for the birds and the beast and that the city is going to be so devastated it's such an object of scorn that everyone that passes by is just going to be so appalled because there's not going to be anything left in the city it's just going to be in ruins and the city would be reduced to cannibalism during the stress of the siege being imposed on them by their enemies that seek their lives so now i'm going to read verses 10 through 13 and they say then break the jar while those who go with you are watching and say to them this is what the lord almighty says i will smash this nation and this city just as the potter's jar is smashed and cannot be repaired they will bury the dead in Topith until there is no more room this is what i will do to this place and to those who live here declares the lord i will make the city like Topith, the houses in jerusalem and those of the kings of judah will be defiled like this place toppeth all the houses where they burned incense on the roofs to all the starry host and poured out drink offerings to other gods so in these verses here the lord had jeremiah break the jar to demonstrate how the lord is gonna smash the nation in the city and it's gonna be just like the potter's jar not be able to be repaired now i'm gonna read verses 14 and 15 and they say Jeremiah then returned from Topith, where the Lord had sent him to prophesy, and stood in the court of the Lord's temple, and said to all the people, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Listen, I am going to bring on this city and the villages around it every disaster I pronounced against them, because they were stiff-necked and would not listen to my words. So the Lord's going to bring disaster on these people because... They wouldn't listen to his words. There has been so many times in the chapters of Jeremiah where the Lord said, acknowledge your guilt, repent, ask for forgiveness, truly change your ways, and I will choose you. And he even said in chapter 18 of Jeremiah that if he announces to destroy a nation or kingdom and they repent of their evil, he will not afflict the disaster that he had planned. And he has jeremiah go to the people and tell them to turn from their evil ways because the lord is preparing disaster for them and they don't listen they just keep following the stubbornness of their evil hearts so here at the end of chapter 19 of jeremiah it says that he's going to bring on the city and the villages around it every disaster that he pronounced against them because they were stiff-necked and they wouldn't listen to his words so that is chapters 18 and 19 of Jeremiah. Now I just want to say a few things here because I really, really want you guys to understand the magnitude of these chapters and of the book of Jeremiah because in a lot of ways, the world today is similar. The people in the world today are similar to the people of Judah and Jerusalem. This world is so corrupt and there are so many evil things that have been normalized. I mean, you can't turn on the TV without seeing destruction and lying and sexual immorality and violence and 
stuff that's just being so normalized, a lot of people don't even realize that it's not okay to do majority of the things that are shown on TV or that influencers in this world are doing. And that's why it's so important, you guys, to really study the Bible and pray to God and have that strong relationship with Him to know exactly what it is that you should be doing and be able to acknowledge your guilt, repent, ask for forgiveness, and truly change your ways and obey the Lord and do what's commanded of you. And he's going to choose you. He's going to choose us. He has our best interests at heart. He just wants us to reach out to him and follow him and let him guide us into the path that he has for us. But if we, if this world just continues to follow the stubbornness of our evil hearts and continues to live in the wickedness This world is only going to get that much worse. Things are only going to go downhill from here. It's already so insane, all of the things that have been happening in this world. And it's just going to keep getting worse if we as a nation don't come together, acknowledge our guilt, repent, truly ask for forgiveness, and truly change our ways and follow him and obey him. And do what's commanded of us. And let every single person that we know, know about God and how amazing he is. And also the things that we should and should not be doing. And that we help every person that we know be able to, when it's their time to go, go to heaven and see his glory. And help them be saved so they can see his glory. So I'm going to pray for you guys real quick. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Dear Lord... Our Heavenly Father, we love you so much. I pray that you be with each and every single person listening to this right now, Lord. I pray that you wrap your arms around them and show them so much love, Lord. I pray that they know the truth about your word and that you soften their heart and that they acknowledge their guilt. They repent. They ask you for forgiveness and truly change their ways and they follow you and that you work through them to make an impact in other people's lives and they go out there and they let other people know about you and the truth about your word, Lord, and the truth about what is right and what's not right, Lord. I pray that you give them the wisdom and that you give them the time and the energy and the courage and the strength to be able to really study their Bible and pray and have that close relationship with you and be able to go out in the world and tell others about you, Lord. I pray that each and every single person listening to this opens up their mind, their heart, their body, and their spirit to you, Lord, and they let you in and they obey you and they follow you and they let you guide them in the path you have for them. I love you so much. In your name, amen. I love you guys so much. I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.